0: To the Grassroots Network podcast, exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome to the Grassroots Network podcast, proudly sponsored by the Grassroots Outlet. Our mission is to provide football coaches, players, and clubs with quality coaching equipment at the best possible prices. Our brands include Nike, Humer, Precision, and Diamond. You can find our complete selection of products at www.thegrassrootsoutlet.com. Use promo code TGN10 for 10% off at checkout with free delivery on orders over £150. That's www.thegrassrootsoutlet.com supplying the game. So, hello everyone and welcome to the Grassroots Network podcast. So, on today's episode, I'm joined by Jamie Evans. So, Jamie, do you want to give us um, a little bit of background on yourself and and where you are today? Yeah, so, uh, basically, Zach, I've been within
1: grassroots football for the past 10 years. Um, It was due to the team actually not having a coach at the time when my kid was six years old. Um, So... I just stepped forward one of the voluntary dads you know had played football and whatnot uh injury made it more difficult so I just stepped forward and sort of put my philo- philosophies uh easy for me to say um across to to the kids and just had some fun basically yeah. Yeah. um and then the pathway just opened up for me completely yeah um
0: so was it your oldest lad that you started coaching first of yeah, all, and yeah. then your youngest kind of jumped in? Did well, yeah, you can't yeah. do one without the no, other. No, you can't. It, can you? That's
1: that's the problem. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't want to neither. It, it's they're totally different characters. You know, they're totally different players. Uh, my eldest son, Callum, is much more defensive minded, enjoys the the hustle, the bustle, and, and, a, and a good good tackle. Uh, whereas Logan, he's much more attack minded. He likes to play the wings or sort of in the, in the 10 role, if you like, um, you wouldn't dream of going
0: backwards. <laughs> Are uh, they quite similar in age?
1: Yeah. So Callum's 16 wow. and Logan's 14. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's two years, is there? Yeah. 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 It's it, great from sort of a, you know, playing out in the park point of view, uh, because Logan always played with, with Callum's mates. So, You've sort of got that second child syndrome, haven't you? Where he's he's in and around it and watching it. Um, Does that create sort of a a better player? I'm not sure, but he's certainly, you know, he'll bounce off kids
0: um, who are who are twice the size of him. He's got no problem. Well, that that was my next question. Do you think the younger child always seems to be a little bit better because from a younger age they're out playing with the older kids? They're out, yeah competing they're, they're training they're sort of having a kick about with those older kids that from my experience i've noticed the younger child always seems the one that's fo- that's football mad and is hanging off his older brothers or older sisters uh like coats and like i'm coming with i'm coming yeah, with yeah, as well totally. and for some reason they tend to be a bit of a better player now i'm not going to put you on the spot and see which one's better <laughs> but have you noticed this in in the kids
1: yeah totally um logan would. Come to every game that Callum was playing, so he'd be sort of there on the sidelines watching, and and just waiting for his turn. So obviously, there's there's various groups that you can you can go to, and it, uh, a young age, um, both boys actually did the, the sort of the kiddie groups, if you like, and sort of fell in love with the game that way. Um, and it it is a love for the game and a passion mm. that they've both got. Possibly Logan, yeah, he is. He is more, there's always a ball. He's always outside in the garden. He's always practicing. Um, Whereas Callum will will do a little bit here and there. Um, Logan seems to have that natural flair as well. Mm. So, you know, during sort of the pandemic where there wasn't a lot to do, we're blessed because we've got a a massive garden. Um, So there's a, a net up there. So they were trying different things. Callum would have to practice 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 practice. Logan would absolutely <laughs> really just cheese him off because he would find the top in straight he'd away do it first time first time yeah. yeah. Um, but that's cross sport so the it, it's not just football that they do they do a, a range of different sports um which I think has benefited them. Yeah. You know throughout because socially they're able to to adapt into different circumstances so um Logan had various different trials um and and fitted in straight away whereas Callum was a little bit more reluctant to go into something that he didn't know if you know what I mean it's Mm. it's a little bit more reserved if you like Mm. knew his skill set but was a little bit shy and getting pushed in a different way yeah um so
0: yeah, probably to answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you manage both boys' teams or was it one or the other?
1: Um it's it's both
0: and mm. it still is. Yeah. Um I
1: do that sort of around around my job yeah. and, and, and each other. Thursday night is training night, so I'll I'll take both of them over sort of three hours. Um that's it. I'll just come away from work, straight in all the kits there ready to roll and we just spend three hours on the AstroTurf there just, you know, working on various different things. Um sometimes both groups will train together. Just depending on numbers, it, it can be helpful so because they're both in sort of 11 aside a aside now. Do you know what I mean? age, yeah. yeah, the age range isn't isn't that bad. Um it's funny because throughout the journey, Callum's sort of parents and whatnot from his side have always said can logan not play for us you know what i mean because he would train with his brother in the first portion and then obviously with his own age range in in the second portion um and it was that's sort of the end goal i've always said once i get into senior football senior football and put them both into one side Mm. a season or two of that and That'll be that. Yeah. i uh, Are you, are you I'll at the same away. club
0: as well? Are both teams at the same club? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. So they're, they're both with Hope Farm. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's, so it's you are not here on a Friday night, are you? Uh, no, we use the, uh, the Sports, sports village. village. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. have
1: done for the, like, since it opened, basically, yeah. we, we sort of took the the half and said, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll utilize just, that completely. For the both teams. <laughs> yeah. Both yeah. teams. So it makes yeah. it really simple that way. I haven't got to, sort of go from one place to the next, if you like. Yeah. Um, And then games can be a little bit tricky. So they both play in the uh, Chester District Junior Football League, um, which generally on a Sunday, they'll try and do both at two o'clock. So I've always got to sort of chat with different managers and say, is there any chance we can shift this a, a little way here or there? And then... I'd find myself going from Malpas maybe, um, and then trekking off to to Wallasey, <laughs> um,
0: within the same afternoon. Yeah. So
1: that's just it's just football, though, football. isn't it? It's what you do. It's yeah, what you do for totally, your children. Totally. and
0: In a in a rare position of having the two boys, we we've seen it with a couple of our players where you know mum's got to go here and dad's got to yeah. go here. But for you, it's a little bit different because you are managing both the teams.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm I'm blessed with the 16s. I've got sort of um other coaches who, who help me out with their parents for the the lads in the team so if i need to sort of do a a, a warm-up for the 16s let's say i know that i can leave that there for them to sort out and then you know come back in time for kickoff or whatnot and just
0: it's all whatsapps and whatnot is this yes, yeah. you know it's Sponned, communication. Spawned, yeah. Yeah, the biggest the biggest help for for foot, you know, the grassroots football anyway yeah definitely yeah. definitely so, so starting at the very beginning where did your coaching journey start so was it under sixes and sevens and what level were you at the time and how have you progressed yeah. since so it was just sort of brand new to to coaching and
1: and kids um they were they were under six, but they were midway through the season, um, and they basically said, "You know, we need we need someone to take this on. Otherwise, we're going to have to fold it." Mm. So it was sort of a, a group of us that were looking at each other, thinking, "Well, who's going to step first? What you know, who wants this?" And I just said, "I'll I'll have a go. You know, I'm not not shy. I'll, I'll see what we can do and just have some fun." Um and sort of from my coaching journey, thinking back to when I was a kid, and always based sessions around what would I like as a player, rather than you know have them stood there in lines uh, like, yeah. and kicking a ball and everything yeah. like that. It's what what could make this fun? Um, and it was all about sort of rotation. There was only seven kids, so it was nice and simple. You know, you, you had your, your five on the pitch and your two standing subs. Yeah. So sort of every six to eight minutes, you just keep rotating. Um, and everybody was more than happy. Um, and it just grew. So obviously we did the level one, first of all, because that was to do with the club. Uh, they sort of wanted to make sure that from a safeguarding point of view, the people with the relevant qualification if you like um so we went from there you sort of got bit with the bug yeah i didn't it would it was weird because i'd i'd done the course with sort of the fa tutors Mm. but i learned the most from the other coaches that were in the room so you sort of you're in little bits as Mm. to what they're doing it's like well this works for me great i'll I'll have a go at that I'll have a bash and see what what comes out of it um and yeah from there I then sort of looked at the futsal Mm. um so we went down to uh at, at Prenton yeah um got involved with the futsal there uh kids seemed to like it it was just it was an extra training if anything else um loads and loads of touches on the ball so then I went and done the Futsal Level One and Level Two qualifications just to sort of get more information and add to your you know, knowledge. Add to, yeah. yeah, add to the, the the arsenal of knowledge that I had. Mm. Um, let that breathe for a while, and then went on to the Level Two, and I've just recently accomplished the UEFA B. Mm. So where we go from there, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, so, from
0: from most coaches who I speak to, because I I did my B license four, three, four, five years ago. Yeah. Um. And apparently, the B license has changed now. Have you done yours quite recently?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, it's, um, there's a lot of in situ stuff mm. that they do now, and it's it's broken down into the th- sort of four modules. Um. So it, it's only spread on, over nine months. Was mm. was it? Did it used to be the twelve
0: and yeah, then I did mine over twelve. Yeah. Yeah, over the year.
1: Yeah. yeah. So again, you know, all the information that the sort of the FA coaches will, will give you and that is really helpful. Mm. But you're learning so much more within that room of, yeah. of the coaches that you're there with. And mm. um I did in between, I did the old Youth mods. So I did the mod one and mod two. They were fantastic. They were brilliant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: that sort of that benefited me more. I felt than the level two Mm. sort of the information everything and obviously you're working around the youngsters. So it's it's all relevant then, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's then. Do you take the next? The next step
0: onto the A onto license the a well, licenses. I think if you look at the A license it's more into professional game because even with a B license you could you could probably get a job in most yeah so probably cap two academies you can, you can you can still coach at a high level you can go into non-league Um, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that it can lead to but on your course did you find that it was a lot of grassroots coaches or was it other coaches from academies. It was at people who were within, again, like, um, Everton, the community, Liverpool foundation and stuff like that.
1: There was actually only two. Uh, so there was a a young girl who was at Stoke Mm. and, uh, a lad who was with Everton ladies. Mm. Um, everybody else was grassroots grassroots coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of them were doing that in order to go and work within academies. Um, Some were just, they were at grassroots and they just wanted to broaden the knowledge knowledge of what what they knew about the game, Mm. their understanding, I suppose. Um, So yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because it's, obviously, they've been on the same sort of journey as I've been. Mm. Um, Some of them were sort of the six-year-olds. Some had started a little later at under 10s and so on. Um, But yeah, just to... To find out a little bit about different people the way that they're setting up and watching sessions that they're putting on so we were put into a little grouping with the the mentor and then we could go and watch each other's sessions then mm. put on um and even though it's all done dusted that's that's still happening you know yeah. we're still in touch and you know i'll, I'll drop by and have a look at a couple of different sessions and see the ideas that you, you think, right, I could, I could utilize that. I could really make that work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like the B license has benefited your two teams compared to say like the level two is the knowledge that you gained on the B license applicable to what you've, you've got with your
1: 14s and 16s? Massively. Uh, Definitely with the 14s, um, the 16s, they more of a, a, a sort of a play for fun. So you've got variant, different levels and abilities. Um, so some of the stuff that you're putting into practice is a little bit beyond uh, some of the understanding of some of the kids. So you've really got to start to try to break it down and make that session applicable to not just your sort of your better players mm. with the understanding, but those as well. And I think that's the trick, isn't it, to try and, put that information into a nutshell where everybody's going to get it. And then we can start to really dissect and push on different mm. kids in different ways and try
0: and bring them along. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's the mark of a good coach, the adaptability of how you can plan and how you can adjust your sessions. Yeah. for Those various abilities. And um, it's, 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 it's probably one of the biggest challenges I see in a lot of grassroots coaching, but I'd, I'd probably say you wouldn't need to be a B licensed coach. Uh, there's a lot of level one coaches and level two coaches who can do. They can do that, and they've just got a, a good rapport with the kids. I think you yeah. to be a good coach. I think you've got to be a good person first. You've got to be quite um, approachable. You've got yeah. to be quite outgoing and stuff like that. And then the detail and the the finer things sort of come after, which you can you can hone your skills and yeah, totally. Um,
1: it is sort of the ethos of what I've try to instill into the, into the kids is all about that. Be a good person, Mm. you know, so we'll do, especially with the 14s, we'll do different things activity wise off the pitch as well as on the pitch. They're a fantastic bunch of kids. Um, They seem to be from different walks of life, but all really, really friendly with each other. There's, there's no sort of units or or, or clicks within, um, which you see in different, different teams, you know, I'll, like I said, there. Uh, I'll, I'll go along and watch various coaching sessions that go on. Um, you just, you love the game, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you, you're trying to absorb as much information as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see little groups that'll just be together and they'll stand and they'll have to the chat and then there's another one there. It can be diff- difficult to sort of gel things together than to get them sort of clicking and communicating on the pitch um and it all to me anyway it always helps to have those those parents on board which is key to everything yeah um you know and I'm blessed with a, a good set of parents um for both groups who were Keen to get involved and help out in any which way that they can, you know, whether that's throwing a net up or you know putting out the the respect barrier or making sure that you know little little Johnny can get to a training session or to a game somewhere, you know, it's it's difficult because without having that sort of support network, you are very isolated as that coach, Mm. you know what I mean, and that's something that I've done since since I started I've always tried to be as open and approachable as possible with both parents and players and that way they they seem to get the best out of everybody Mm. you know everybody the difficulty is the sharing of the the time and everything Mm. especially as they get older um but I've never had it where the parents have come up and gone, look, I'm really unhappy with this. This isn't working for me. We're going to go off here, there and everywhere. Mm. Um, Generally, we'll lose players to academy setups, um, which is great because that's what they're there for. That's what they're there for, aren't they?
0: That's what, ideally, as a coach, you know, you're trying trying to coach fun and enjoyment, but ultimately it's that development as well and sending them to, to that next level. I mean, I find it remarkable that the amount of time you've done it you've never had an issue with parents or anything. Because um, <laughs> Yeah, it's not I try try to sort of be
1: available. Mm. So I'll always say, you know, I'll I'll be around for the next twenty minutes if you if you want to have a have a chat or whatnot. Um and it's not there's not a particular point in time for either side where I could say, right that really didn't go well there mm. that that conversation was was terrible yeah um if you flip that though with oppositions yeah that
0: that can be yeah um interesting yeah. shall we say i mean from my experience i've had, we've had issues in the past and through probably fault of my own for not being open and honest and as you go through and you learn over your experiences and stuff. I think the last three years is where me and my, my oppo we've, we've managed to say, right. Okay. We've got to be upfront and honest with people. We've, we've got to make sure that we are communicating effectively with parents throughout the whole thing. And then that way, when any issues do arise, then you can say, okay, well, we did communicate this at certain points and we gave you the opportunity to come and come and speak to us and stuff like that. When, a bit of background on me. I took over an under sixes team at MSC Eastern and I was just, I, I was a lad who was finished playing at 21. I'd fell out of love a little bit of football. I'd done me, done me level one and level two um, in college. Um, right. And I got a phone call off a friend and um, my cousin who I lived with at the time got a phone call off a friend and was like, got a guy who runs a football team I know you've got coaching qualifications. Do, do you want to go and help him out? 21 young lad I was like yeah I'll do it and the lessons I've learned from there all the way through to now 10 years later my daughter's three she'll be four in two weeks time and when she because she's going to play football because she's been around it for a long time I would do things so differently so much differently I know a lot more how to do things and it's it's an interesting journey that we go on. So if we were to say, for example, your sons and stuff like that, they, they have daughters or sons of their own. What advice would you give them when you started? Would you, would you give them anything, any pearls of wisdom?
1: Um, I would probably say just approach it with fun in mind. First and foremost, Mm. you want, you want the child's experience to be as, as good as your own. Um that said, you know, when I when I was playing back in back in the eighties, <laughs> um things were very, very different, you
0: know. Win at all it, costs.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was win 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 at all costs, uh training was really, really intense and unenjoyable at times. A lot of
0: fitness without the ball. Yeah. yeah.
1: Loads and loads of running. Um wall wall squats where it would be <laughs> Literally, you'd be sat against a brick wall. Um, and if you dropped, a ball would be fired at you. <laughs> um, you'd probably be arrested. For oh, 100%. Anything like yeah. that now. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. at the time, your parents were more than happy. Mm. And, and they were like, well, it works because, you know, Is that are. what it takes to be yeah, a footballer? That's, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and I can remember um, a, a game where I could have only been about 9 years old on a full 11-a-side yeah. pitch full size goals yeah full size ball um absolutely belting it down with rain um so all the kids were just shivering and i think i think we we must have we must have been beaten heavily because the coach at the time stood us still in the rain <laughs> a good hour afterwards giving us a full-on dressing down um and we were kids you yeah know, you just wanted to go back and play with your lego or whatever yeah <laughs> you, you weren't the results you weren't gone so, for you yeah, they? Completely, <laughs> completely gone completely gone um and it was that's something that i'll that sort of recollection mm. is sort of what uh, tr- drives me to make sure that if I was that player now, what would I want out of this? Mm. So you can still sort of get that detail across. Yeah. Get that information across. You can still make a
0: competitive comment. Completely. You? Yeah.
1: Completely. Cause you know, they
0: they do want to win. Yeah. You know, there's no t- getting away from that. There's not. There's no get you can say all I, all you want about winning v development, but yeah. ultimately that's why we play the game of football. Yeah. Is to win it. Now, don't get me wrong. You can have enjoyment losing it, and you can have enjoyment winning it. I think that's the difference is teaching the kids. We were at a tournament up in Failsworth. We go every year, nice. um, we take. We've got like some stuff that we take round tournaments in the UK. And there was a granddad giving his uh, grandsons a talking to because they they had a huff because they'd been beaten. And he was he was um, he sat them down. He said, "Look, kids. So there's three things about football. So if you can't handle winning." if you can't handle losing, you can't draw in a football match, he said, you shouldn't be playing. And it's as simple as that. And that for the last two years has resonated with me as well yeah. about how to coach a lot of children, about how to coach the attitude and, and the right way to sort of win and the right way to sort of lose. That's it. It's it's, it's a tough and it's a fine line in that regard, isn't it?
1: It is. And <laughs> it's that the momentum that you build, through sort of winning games, and then suddenly, if they come up against a, a team that they're unfamiliar <laughs> with and they've got a defeat, well,
0: it's got to off, start to pick them, yeah. pick
1: them up, and it's for them to comprehend. But okay, it's we've we've lost this game because of X, Y, or Z. Mm. You know, it's not just yeah they're superior to us. It's a competitive game and there's one or two goals within it. Um, It's a lapse in concentration or or something that is out of our control. And you you try to control those controllables Mm. uh, where you can. Um, But then we used to do it where for the player of the game, you'd have the parents give that out. Mm. So they've got a little something to do in the end. Some games you'd be baffled because you'd be thinking, What, what have they seen that <laughs> yeah. I've not seen there that they've selected little Johnny yeah. to give that trophy to this week? Um, and then I started to wonder, Well, are they picking them? Sort of, well, he's had it twice, so he's not had it. Yeah, we yeah. want to, we want to sort of Given give that him that self esteem G- and yeah, the boost. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's an opinionated game, isn't it? Of course, you know what yeah. I mean, so it is as long as they sort of justified what they were saying at that moment yeah fine yeah, yeah. got no no problem whatsoever yeah.
0: um, well but- that's that's why you have like assistant coaches that's why you have yeah it was it, it, uh, my under 15s team we have three of us we have me and Dave and, and Lee who's who, but Lee is a parent in the team who's come on board and me and Dave Dave's daughter used to play for us Right, and I obviously I haven't got a kid in the team, but as a, as a group of three, this stuff that me and Dave might not see, but Le'll see, and yeah. we work together, and yeah. I think, as you were saying there, about parents seeing certain things that you might not see because you might be focusing your 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 attention on a striker who's need, like you said, need that confidence, need that boost, or your centre half who's he's constantly getting skinned in a one v one, and you you're trying to coach him through it. Yeah. The parents have got an eye on the entire game. There's you know, there's fifteen of them and one of you. Yeah. That's it. like you said before, getting them parents involved and helping you out, it all adds to the different sorts of experience and it makes it better in in, in a sense. If you yeah. have a group of good parents like yourself. That's key mm.
1: to have the good parents. Um and it is we have we have a parent liaison officer. So
0: at the at the club, it's it, also, within each yeah. team.
1: Um, at at the club so it's the the club's idea that this would be introduced that's a very good idea yeah that's a very very good idea yeah Um, because then if the parents or player doesn't feel that they can approach me or the assistant you know with, with whatever problem that they might have they can go to them first and they might say well yeah this definitely needs resolving and we'll go and chat and they're present as well and sometimes it's it's something or nothing and they'll they'll go well yeah that you know we yeah. can deal with this this way and but that is absolute that's been that's been in place for four seasons almost
0: um is it found has been saying, throughout the whole club as well
1: yeah i believe so um so some some sides uh, within so the i think it's the lower age groups they have Two or three, just to try and get them more involved. Um, and like you said before, it might be that mom's got to take them mm. this weekend because dad's away, or vice versa. So I think to me, it's easier with that sort of one go to rather than getting everybody's take on it because that could be yeah, that could be a little bit messy, couldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not really, not very streamlined, is it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely something that I would say to people. Yeah, that this is this is the way forward because you haven't got to deal with absolutely everybody all at once. They've got different channels that they can go down, and and if there's problems within within a game, you know, within opposition or whatever, you know, mm. they, they can it can go back through them through the welfare or wherever it need go. And it just takes a little bit of the the pressures off because I mean I don't know about yourself but it's a full
0: time job. A hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. There's yeah. not enough hours in the day. Sometimes, no, of course, there's not. You find that you your grassroots life takes over your day job. Yeah. But most of the time, I mean, like I said before, I'm really lucky that we've got a team of three of us. Now, I kind of handle the coaching, um, the game day the tactical coach training side of it. Dave picks up a lot of the admin. I mean, he's he's a health and safety inspector for BA. Right. For for airplanes. Yeah. So he is on it. Yeah. Everything. And that helps as well because the admin side of it is is the bane oh. of most grassroots coaches' lives. Whether yeah. it be whole game being down, whether it be player registrations going to another coach and saying have you got your team sheet? Have you got yeah. this, that and the other? Yeah. Realistically, so most of the time it can be viable, but again, at the end of the day, you volunteers and three or four hours of your working week is probably spent on grassroots stuff. Oh yeah, and, definitely. Uh, you know. A lot of people want to see their families. I mean, they get to spend it with the kids and stuff like that. But you know, you poor missus. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got no chance because there's, yeah. th-
1: there's three males yeah, in the house. Exactly. I mean.
0: She has to go to uh,
1: to my sister to take take a niece out to just get some girly time and whatnot. Um, she's fantastic. To be fair, she's yeah. she's really really supportive of, of both of the boys and everything with me and. Um, I'm I'm fortunate that I work within football, yeah, um, and that means a lot of a lot of travel and a lot of time away as well. Um, so if I need something like Sunday just gone, I'd packed the car up, gone off to work, was headed straight for the game, and then realised I, I, I've forgotten the the medikit. Mm. So it's a quick quick phone call. Any any chance? Oh yeah, I suppose so. And, and there it is. And and there's a cup of tea as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just
0: looked after. It's the yeah. little touches. I think I think one thing that's not appreciated is is partners. So my, my wife, I, we've been together for about f- six years in January, it'll be, and she's fully adopted the, the, the whole thing. Yeah. She was like, when we had our daughter, she was like, um, oh, she could be a dancer. She can go into gymnastics. And it, uh, not me, because I... I I'm not really forced whether she plays football or not. Being a football coach, everyone goes, I bet you wanted to play football, mm. but you can do what you want. Yeah. And everyone's like, she's going to be a footballer. She's going to be a footballer. Um, And then it got to a certain point when she was two. And obviously you, you back gardens, like your storeroom, isn't it? For, oh, yeah. for all your kit. Yeah. And she picks up a ball and just starts kicking it and dribbling. And, and she's like two years old and, my wife just goes, oh God, here we go, here we go, all over again. Yeah. And now she she plays football on a Saturday morning at like tot's footy and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's gonna start all this over is again it. and everyone's yeah. looking at you, then going, When she goes into the team, are you gonna do it? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's
1: it's interesting because when when it's sort of your child. Mm. They, they get all the benefits, but there's a lot that comes, comes with it. it they're the first you know ones I mean. at training. They yeah, take the all last the gear. One to
0: leave. They're the first ones who, in a game, they're probably brought off first. They're yeah. a little bit. They put a. Li- they probably get a little bit more pressure put on them because they are a coach's son, yeah. and they've got to listen. They're not just another kid within the session. They can't mess around with the mates because, you know, you got to listen. I'm not dad now. I'm coach and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think I'm probably going to struggle with that transition because let's face it, I'll probably end up taking the team anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to find it difficult because I've always had a disconnect from our team. Whereas I haven't got a child on the team. I am completely unbiased. Yeah. I see things subjectively and I go on the group and, and stuff like that. And I've always liked that, that I haven't had, you know, a reason to stay. I've done it. And I can say to the boys, look, I'm mean, here out of my own time. Yeah. You've got to put the effort in, and that's worked over the years. But when it comes to that, it's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a difficult transition. So definitely. So definitely. Well, with you working in football, what what what's your role? Cause I think you you said you were in women's football with, with Man City. And- um
1: yeah, so I work I work globally. Um so we have international groups that'll come in and, and work with us. Uh it's very much sort of a commercial arm of the company, if you like. Mm. Um, so there'll be youth development programs that we run. Um, there's different partnerships that we'll have come in Uh, and working with kids from sort of eight years old, right the way through to under 18, uh, and, and men at at times. So it's, um, they'll do specific days for partners. So there's a massive, massive tournament that they hold for uh, Nissan. So they'll fly in from all over the world to, to play. And these are just sort of factory workers or mm. car salesmen or whatever that might be. Um, there's never a day that is the same. It's, it's fantastic. You know, it's, I've always said my, my dad has got a proper job. He's a, he's a mechanical fitter. Mm. I've not got a proper job. This is, it's just fun. Mm. It's, you know, you're getting up in the morning some, sometimes it's an early start because you're on the you're on the pitch for eight o'clock. Yeah. So you're sort of getting up at five o'clock in the morning. But you know, Kim, my wife has always said, "How do you manage to get up?" Well, it, it's it, it's easy because it's something that you love and that's mm. something that you want to do, and and you're just going to get more and more information and more and more detail, and and you'll get better at y- your role. Um, so I've. I started as a sort of casual coach and then through my time there, which is coming up for six years, it's, it's now that I'm coordinating groups. Mm. Um, I think the next, the next progression would be sort of at a desk, um, and not as much, <clears throat> excuse me, not as much pitch time. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot that goes on behind where you, you're communicating with, with per, parent or player or different people who are coming in, and um, it's 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 ninety miles an hour, mm. um, but you're surrounded by like-minded people who, or within football, or within football, or yeah. with different backgrounds, all doing various different roles, um, all different ages, but you get on like a house on fire yeah. because you've got
0: that sort of, that common ground. Um, well there's never anything short of topics to talk about, isn't there? No, Especially never, ever, yeah,
1: never, ever. Yeah. Um, and we've had, we've had groups over from the likes of Uruguay who speak literally no English whatsoever, but you're communicating with them. Mm just through a, a tactic board and, and you know a, a little demo or something like mm. that. And you can see the beam of of joy on their face when they go, actually, yeah, I get this now. Mm. And it's communicating without communicating. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's um, it's an international language. It's mm. it's it's a it's a it's a love and a passion that you just So I can't get enough of, although I'm mindful, there'll be a day where you'll go, I do just, how nice would it be just to stand the other side and just have a watch? Yeah. Rather than thinking about what have I got to put on now? Being emotionally invested. Yeah. Yeah. yeah." Um, And it is, it's just... Even when you come in from work or where, whether you come in from doing a, a grassroots session or game or whatever that is, the TV's on and- It's 40. It's football. Yeah. Yeah, it mm. is. And it's, um, it's sort of the standard joke is, you know, it's just football from when you're up until when we go to bed. Yeah. You know, it, mm. it just doesn't switch off. No. Um, which is fantastic. You know what I mean? Because the, the boys absolutely adore it as well and they're fortunate that we'll we'll go live games as well, you know, through through work or they're both very, very different in positions and they're yeah. very different in clubs. Mm. Um city. United. Lo- or yeah. Logan is Manchester City <laughs> and Callum is Manchester United. well uh, oh, that I'm, must be fun. And am so <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't, doesn't get affect any you, difference. does it? No. Are you want the wind up. <laughs> That's it. Constantly. Constantly. Um but yeah, it 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 felt quite nicely a couple of times. Uh we were in the Papa John's trophy mm. and played uh Man City under 21s Yeah. Um, so Logan was made up and I was happy because yeah. I'm there watching my team and then it was two no it must be three seasons ago uh, United played in the FA Cup mm. yeah so we they were, did didn't they yeah, Harry Maguire
0: from what I can remember Harry Maguire scored he a scored. screamer didn't yeah, he yeah he did yeah, yeah. Um, and then he celebrated like it was a career defining yeah. goal for him. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so,
1: yeah, it was, it was great that, you know, sort of worlds collide.
0: Mm. That's, that's a game. it's very far game. and few between, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. So, sort of, unless it's pre-season where, we're, you know, you play Liverpool and yeah. you go up and have a watch of that. Yeah. Uh, they, they'd they obviously been to, uh, took both boys to like Old Trafford or to Etihad to watch the games. Um but we used to go regular to to Prenton Park. Mm. Um, and they couldn't believe that, you know, in the Johnny King stand there, you, you can pick your own seat. What do yeah. you mean? We haven't got <laughs> we to just sit where we're going. Yeah. No, no, pick your seat, pick yeah. wherever you want to go. Um and then we played Chester. The big one. Massive, mm. absolutely massive. So all the police helicopters are out, the horses, the fullet. The Chester now fans Norble. getting escorted down yeah, to Prem yeah. Park down by the road. But <laughs> well, normally, we just literally pull up, jump out, go through the turnstile. Yeah, they couldn't work it out. They yeah. were like, What is going on here? Yeah, and I said, This is this is massive, yeah, you know, this is yeah. huge, and they just couldn't comprehend, yeah, you know, all this sort of police presence mm. for Tram here in Chester, yeah. Um. Obviously, they'd been used to seeing it around your, your Premiership level, yeah, but not at yeah, that level. Little, no, the no.
0: little minds were blown completely. <laughs> they want, they want to, um, they want to come here in the FA Vars. So last year, I think I've told the story, but last year we had um, South Shields here, right, in the FA Vars, and they brought three hundred fans, 300, 400 fans down with them, and um, three coach loads. It was. And they got here at 12 and the team bus got here at like one, two. So they were all tanked up downstairs, drinking and right. barbying, singing songs. It was, fa- to be fair, it was a fantastic day and they were lovely fans. They were great. <laughs> their team bus is pulling in. They're, they all get on the phones and like, yeah, they're pulling in, they're pulling in. The poor residents in the houses over there, they had <laughs> flares going off, <laughs> banners, everything. It was, I mean, even us as like a club committee, we were still like bringing the players through. And it was like they were in the Premier League. It wow. was fantastic. And one of my takeaways from that is you don't have to be, you don't have to go to the premiership to enjoy days like no, that. No, no, not at all. There's, there's a lot of non-league football that's like that. I mean, you can we're quite lucky because you've you've got Lairds, you've got Vauxhalls, you've got Asheville now in the counties and stuff like that. <laughs> but even like at our level, we had Macclesfield here last year that brought like 700 fans to this football club. And it was, I mean, it was a nightmare because Macclesfield. They're a nightmare, yeah. Um, yeah. but this year we've got Betty in our league as well, the, the Phoenix right. club Betty, yeah. So they'll probably bring about seven, eight hundred fans with yeah. them. And it's it's especially on a Tuesday night, on a Tuesday night, it's fantastic, yeah. You no know, proper footy nights, cold, bit wet, yeah. Nice pie downstairs and cup of tea. But a lot of younger kids don't understand that you're a stone throw and 10 pounds away from half decent game of footy on your doorstep, yeah. And you don't have to go and spend 30, 40 quid to go and watch Liverpool-Everton. It, to be fair, even Tramia, Tramia's tickets are very reasonable. If you're not going to go and watch Liverpool-Everton, go and watch Tramia. If you can't yeah. make it to trammy go and watch non-league footy. Yeah. That's it, it. um
1: Yeah. Do, we say to the, you know, to the players, see as much as you can. See it live. Um, the, the women's Euros, i sort of said to them, you know, watch that, watch that because, with with no disrespect it's a slower game mm.
0: so you can see that formation i find it a you little bit more it. tactical yeah. yeah yeah a little bit more tactical and a little bit more technical than the men's games pace power yeah, physicality that's it. um but the female game it's so much it's tactical and technical but you look at on a, on in terms of the women's game sunday at a three o'clock kickoff or Sunday at a half five kickoff, because Liverpool women play at Premon Park, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And how accessible they are. We've got a lot of girls' teams at Vauxhalls and they religiously they've all got season tickets for Liverpool. Um and Trammy Ladies train here and they play at the Sports Village, don't they?
1: Yeah, you? they do. Yeah.
0: And the amount of girls' teams here and boys' teams that go and watch those games because it's getting that traction and more and more popular yeah, it is. now. Absolutely. I mean, because you're involved in the yeah, women's side so as do, well, aren't you? do
1: a bit of the, the girls' stuff. Um, the under-14s are actually going to play the academy girls in two weeks' time. Mm. Um, so that's going to be an interesting... Because I've got two girls within the 14s group. Um, one, she only trains with us, but there's there's one who's who signed up. And... Um, she I'm almost saying she's played since she was seven years old, so she's played at various different clubs she wants to be a professional footballer so this is gonna be an eye opener for her to see what it takes sort of at that that academy level and then there's another step yeah. after that do you know what I mean mm. um but yeah I'm almost saying she she'd been playing since she was sort of seven eight years old never ever ever scored. So I was like, okay. So I'd rotated her a couple of positions and Sunday just gone. She scored. The delight in that girl's face was unbelievable. (laughs) She, I literally, I had to sub her off about three or four minutes after it because she was just, she was high. She was buzzing Yeah, she was absolutely just like (laughs) ecstatic. And she wasn't concentrated on the game whatsoever. The sort of, Players were flying past her. Um, but you, she was just beaming. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm just, just gonna come let you off. have a chill for yeah, a second. Chill out. Enjoy your moment with your with your mum. Um which her mum was disappointed because it was um the FA had asked for a sort of a silent weekend, which the the league had said we suggest, you know, we're not enforcing, yeah. but we, we you suggest you follow. It. Yeah. Um which they did to a T. And even when she scored, her mum didn't shout or cheer really? or anything. Yeah. See that? She that, suppressed
0: the lot. That disappoints me that. So we've had um we've had Bromber and Eastham chairman on here and we've talked about stuff like this, because we've talked about it in Academy setting, where at Liverpool, Preston, where I previously had been. They'd done stuff like this where parents are not allowed. It's coaches' voices only. Yeah. And then I spoke I, I was quite in favour of it. And then I spoke to Reese and he was like, Well, if you do that at grassroots, you take all the emotion and all the atmosphere out of it. do you go down to Leavers or you go down to South Widow where they play their games, even down here on a Saturday, and if you walk through them gates and you hear the buzz of kids playing football and the oohs and the ahs, that's what it's about for me. Obviously, it's, yeah. it's got to be positive. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah. It can't be paired and screaming instructions no, and not at all. go and do this. And on the other side as well, coaches, doing now, don't get me wrong, I've been culpable with it in the past of, of giving tactical advice and saying, look, you've got to get there, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. I think we all have. Yeah. But I think that takes the emotion out of it with positive encouragement coming from the parents. I, I've had a bit of a mindset shift on it where you've got to have some sort of atmosphere at grassroots. You can't kill it. can't kill the atmosphere no, from no. it. No,
1: I, I think um, talking to the players afterwards, they didn't feel like they'd they'd been, been a the game, game type thing mm. because it was you could hear you could hear both sorts of coaches um, you could hear the referee, which was actually quite refreshing. Yeah, because because of all sort of the, the hustle bustle that's going on behind me, and you're trying to be in that moment, and, and you know ask the question of the player as to what what could you do better there yeah. if that comes up again, you know, this is what we worked training wise, what can you do? Um, you don't sort of hear what the referee does until he, he's blowing or anything mm. like that. But the referee there Sunday, he was actually talking the kids through um, and it was a normal chat. It wasn't sort of, you know, football based. Yeah, It was like, you okay there, your lace, your lace is undone, you okay, you, you look a little bit flushed, what have you been up to? Have you been up to something <laughs> before it? So that it sort of normalises that human yeah. rather than because he's dressed in black, he's he's, yeah, he's, he's that the all, villain of the piece. Yeah, I was going to say, he's that yeah.
0: authority, isn't he, of, of the game yeah. that a lot of people don't like.
1: No, and like I say, I'd, that not have been you wouldn't be privy to that sort of conversation that goes on. No. Um and the sixteens aren't so bad, but the fourteens, if you say to them, Oh, what did the ref say then? Oh, dunno. Mm. You know what I mean? It's literally seconds. Yeah. It's, it's in and either it registers completely or yeah, it doesn't it's at all, all it's straight gone. away. Yeah. Um you know and we sort of when we're talking about the game or or um a, a training session or anything like that. We try not to use the word "good." We try and get them to be a little more, bit more detailed about what they're what they're saying, because mm. good's just a it's a bland, very general, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah.
0: it's general. It doesn't doesn't seem like there's any thought process behind it, as well, does it? No, like they've just gone, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was
1: good. Yeah, yeah,
0: I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, but but why? Oh, because because it was good. Cause we were playing football <laughs> yeah because we were doing matches because we were doing this That's it. yeah it, it's tough it's tough um the, the the biggest thing around that as well is as you get to that age group they become they, they hit puberty. they they hit other things in life become a little bit more important whether it be they've they've found the opposite sex whether yeah. they found going out with their friends and a lot of kids drop off and <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a shame really. Um, but I'll, I'll go back to the girls bit because have you found there's been an uptick in <laughs> in participation for girls? Massively. Yeah. Massively. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was actually
1: over in America uh, working um it was called So5 Soccer Centers. So mm. it's, it's a similar setup to goals. So it's a partnership that goes on um, with, with City and, the girls game out there is it's it's not as big as what the the boys is mm. but the girls are streets ahead yeah absolutely streets ahead there was there was a few players that I'd sort of spotted out there mm. and you know sort of made that that contact back home to say you know we need to look at a pathway here because mm. these are these are absolutely unbelievable talent at so it's 12 and 13 years old. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's taken off. It's, it's getting more and more coverage, isn't it? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's something that has that growth and there's investment and whatnot going behind it now. So there's obviously there's the, the wildcat thing that the The program, the the FA program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that sort of got more girls involved. Mm. Um, it's nice. It's nice that in the fourteen setup that there are girls still sort of playing, um, and we're not the only team within the the league that have, have got females in um, sort of a mixed mixed um, team, and it is. It, it's that sort of. The fearless, almost, and, and the sort of going, well, they are. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mm. show you what I'm worth. Type thing yeah. up, up against the, the boys, and then when they're going away back into because they'll they'll play Saturday as well for for all girls' outfit. Um, they're sort of taking that into the game. It's a little bit more physical, and they've got a bit more of an edge about them, I suppose.
0: Mm. Um, well. Would you, would you advocate for girls to play in mixed teams yeah. rather than female only? See, so yeah. I'd say exactly the same. So we're going back to it. Dave's daughter played for us from when she was six through to 13. till I think she was allowed to by the FA, but I think they've scrapped that now. I think yeah, i yeah, they've scrapped 18. it where you can play. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And um, she went off and played for Tramia. Right. And speaking to her dad, she was like, <laughs> she's head and shoulders in terms of her physicality and the way she plays and runs ahead of most of the girls. And there was another girl as well, Izzy, who played for an opposite team to us. And they were the two that stood out because they played with boys' teams for so long. I think going to the root of it, I think a lot of schools are starting to do it now where Mm. you can have participation in football. And I think that's an important part. There's a girl who comes to our group sessions and her mum was like, She's good enough to play in the boys' schools team, but they wouldn't let her because she was a girl. And you were like, oh, that seems a yeah, little bit it's... wrong. Why, why, what, what's what's the process behind that? What's the sort of the policies within schools? Like in terms of PE, in secondary school, I always remember the boys used to go play footy on an astro yeah. for a PE lesson. And the girls, girls would would go into the dance studio. Yeah. And now in this day and age, I think something like that's got to change where surely there's got to be a choice of if a if a, if a, if a girl enjoys playing football in school. Totally. Can't can't they do that? I think because I'm a massive fan of the girls game and having loads of teams. I've got very close friends who manage women's teams as well. And it's getting better and better. And you just want to push it because I bet you there's girls out there who are probably were a little bit scared to play football maybe five, 10 years ago. Now they get the opportunity to do it. But it's got to be better for the girls coming through. Yeah, Um, it
1: is. And it's that sort of, it's, it's educating almost, isn't mm. it? To, to go, you, you can include if they are sort of good enough at that sort of standard, then why not? Yeah. We literally, this past weekend, uh, I was working with a group that had come in from Scotland and there was one girl within that team she was head and shoulders above all of them. Mm. You know, And she, she played with sort of the, I think the mindset was that she was the girl. So she had to be that extra that step, extra that bit extra better, bit. Yeah. And it wasn't needed because mm. she, you could see she was reading the game much more quickly, um, sort of a, a speed that she was, moving toward the ball uh, or moving for the ball to create the space. It was just, it was streets ahead of what the lads were. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting to watch because they were all the same team. Um, but obviously within the within the session, th- they'll be playing against each other. The lads were quite
0: standoffish. stand-off-ish. What they, age they was this?
1: These were 11 and 12 year olds. Yeah, it sounds about so, right really, yeah.
0: doesn't it? Because it gets to I think it, sevens, eights, nines, then the the male, female sort yeah, of psyche even register, it doesn't because they're all kids. Yeah, they don't know any better. Yeah. And for want of a better term, I think the boys get a little bit older and they realise that it's a girl. Now, rightfully or wrongfully, it's that sort of whether they feel like they're vulnerable to a boy's physicality. Yeah. But you find a lot of girls don't really care and they would probably much rather the boys be that little bit more sort of one step ahead and, and try their very best yeah. to, to, to play. So, <laughs> um,
1: it's, it's interesting because the conversation has already started with, with the girls within our 14s group. Do they carry on from here? Yeah. And it, it will get more physical, you know, the, Testosterone levels start to yeah. kick in and they get a little bit more aggressive and whatnot in the in the challenges. But I've sort of backed them and said, Well, you know what? They're, they're actually yeah.
0: they'll Hold give as good own. as they get. Yeah.
1: So why why not? If it was the fact that they were now feeling uncomfortable and didn't want to be in and around it, yeah. perfect. That mm. that's fine. There's there's no issue there. But if it's just because well, we're at that age now where we need to make a choice. You know, it's stick stick with it. Yeah, if, if that's what you're enjoying, if that is where you're flourishing and getting the best development, stay. Yeah, it's, it shouldn't be that you sort of shut the door and on that yeah. particular road and going, well, this is it. Now there, there you go. Yeah, um, I watched. Well. Would, would have been about five seasons ago i watched the um, the, the chester district have a, a cup competition the mm. cup final um and there were two girls that were playing in that and that was at under 16s um and they actually got one of them got the the player of the game and she was outstanding she yeah. was a, a left back um absolutely flying forwards delivered the ball exactly where that striker wanted it bang on the spot every time there was no mistakes from her whatsoever. And it was the same thing where the lads were just, just drop off her at a touch and just not that quite space. engaged. Yeah. She was lapping it up. Yeah. She was taking that space. Yeah. with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause she, she was allowed that opportunity, that extra yard or so.
0: And, she was punishing them, yeah.
1: really punishing, and they didn't like it. Mm. But they wouldn't
0: do anything about it. Yeah, you well, that's, that's a strange one because you'd think they'd you'd, eventually, yeah. after just after one or two, get, like, get there. Yeah, go and get it off yeah, her. Totally,
1: just, <laughs> don't let her do that. No, you can't. You can't <laughs> just keep letting her have the ball to to go and exploit the the gaps that you're leaving in behind you. No. Um, so yeah, it's it is. I think it's. It's the world we're living in as well, where Mm. things are more accepted now, aren't they? As as to, like, when I was younger, a girl playing football? Yeah. No, that that just wouldn't happen at all. Mm. How many missed opportunities
0: would there be there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's now, isn't it? We're coming further down the line. Are we going to accept that? Are we going to accept that women play at the same standard? Are we going to accept that girls coming into the game are to be treated as 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 in a normal match would be? Yeah. I think that's the big block to get over now. I mean, there's um there's a team at Vauxhall's here that are very very good girls team, and they play in a boys' league. I think the Division Two in the Eastern League at under 11s maybe. I think um and they play in a boys' league, and Toddy, their manager's like, yeah, it's the best thing for them said, yeah. okay, they might get out muscled every now and again, or they might do this, but they'll play them off the park. Yeah. And I think that should be allowed. I think because there's probably a lack of female leagues and not lack as in no one wants to do it. It's because it's it's building yeah. and it's progressing. But why why can't we put, is there any anything saying that we can't put girls teams into mixed leagues? I I would fully endorse that.
1: Yeah, totally. Because <clears throat> again, it's it's about that the development for them. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's like when you get a a kid, I've got a couple who play up a year because that's the way they're going to develop, you know? So it challenges them. It pushes them on. If that's acceptable, then why not? If Mm. if you're at the same sort of levels and it's going to push each other on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah that you'd, you'd fully sort of endorse yeah. that, wouldn't you? And I think slowly, it slowly
0: slowly, and progressively gets rid of the stigma of other girls' team. We'll, we'll roll these because they're a girls' team yeah. or, you know, we we don't need to go as hard because they're a girls' team and, and try and play to the best of your ability, regardless whether it's a girls' team, boys' team, mixed team, whatever. I think that slow progression to, to getting rid of that and just competing <laughs> it's team v team That's Isn't what you want. You know, it's...
1: It's disappointing sometimes where you'll go and and, and play a side where you'll still hear, you know, little Johnny's comments. dad's shouting, you just, you just got beat by a girl. Don't mm. let, don't let a girl beat you. And it's like, well, actually he got beat by a player. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? The players, while they're on that pitch, they, yeah, the they're players. just players. Mm. It's... It, it's irrelevant as yeah. to what sex it is. It's mm. just, we're there to play a game. Yeah. Um, but again, that's just, it's mindset, isn't it? Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah. We are the, um, so when we were under 13s, I think, or 14s, might've been 13s our first year, 11 aside, we went and played Liverpool's under under 14s girls. And I can't remember a second name, but Carla was the manager and Darren Bowles, who was an ex-FA tutor. Yeah he yeah. was part of the liverpool setup at yeah, the time was. and That's right. he did he did my um, my b license and um <laughs> we went and played them this and then the boys a couple of months later i can't remember the score of the game but it was a close game and the girls played fantastic football we played decent football it was a very very tight match <laughs> <laughs> and um a couple of weeks later, I can remember one of the kids saying, yeah, but we, you know, it's only a girls team. And you're like, Hey mate, I said, they played better football than you guys. Yeah. They were, they were f- more physical. They were more technical. They were better on the ball than you guys. And to be honest, the result could have gone either way. So don't act like, you know, you'd all it's team V team. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's, and hopefully hopefully fingers crossed progressively getting better and better as, as time goes on with the investment with the even with the Wildcats promote, um program and stuff like that yeah the participations getting more the leagues are getting better
1: that's it as yeah. the standards improve and it gets sort of it's it's visually out there mm. um uh, back at, at, at city the the girls on an average they'll get about four and a half thousand uh, spectators. Mm. Um whereas a couple of seasons back, you know, you you talking maybe a thousand, yeah, if that. So you can see progressively mm. that it, it is growing the the game. Um and you know the the adverts that you're getting with the, the women's euros. Yeah. The well, those girls. girls are
0: superstars now. Yeah, absolutely Absolute superstars. Yeah. And to be fair, the personalities behind them as well, like Leah Williams, uh, Mary Earps, like they're all characters yeah. and they're all larger than life. And rightfully so at the moment. So they should be because yeah, totally. they're setting examples to these young girls. Yeah. And there was a couple of like, I don't know whether it was like TV awards, they won an award and they all look like stunning. And, it's that separation of footballer, yeah. where we're still yeah. women, but we're also footballers, and that's that direction that it seems to be going in. Yeah, I mean, there's a brand in Manchester. I think they're they're, they're all over the place, but Miss Kick, and they're specifically a brand for brand for training wear and stuff for for female footballers, nice. and they're fantastic. The promotional work they do and and the movement to get sort of. <laughs> equality for women's football is fantastic. Mm. Like I said, we went to a tournament in and we met up with them and they're, they're just brilliant, absolutely right. brilliant. And hopefully it can keep on growing and growing and growing. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah totally. It's, you know, you look for that equality through all sports, really. Yeah. You know, just watching the rugby uh, the other morning. So the, the girls' side of that is, is growing. You no, know, it's it's not just through football. It's sort of that mm. that movement, isn't it, through sports within sport and yeah. society. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, it's been good, Jamie. Thank you very much, mate. I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I, I have as well, uh, sir. Well. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me over. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, and hopefully, ta- um, maybe we can do like a bit of a coaching podcast where we can talk talk a little bit more like tactical, physical. And practice yeah. side of things which would be really fun yeah, definitely. so yeah well Jamie thank you very much for coming on mate I appreciate it pleasure thanks very much get social at the grassroots network on Instagram Twitter and Facebook